Hello, welcome to Mediva, episode two of season two. All the twos and two people chatting are me and Jordan Cobb. <gasps> she is so inspirational. Oh my goodness, I actually tried to sing. This episode, we talk about are James Lever and Julie Safini the same person? Diversity in audio drama, writing and producing and acting, and what you as producers should think about, as well as top tips for actors and auditioning and more. Enjoy. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Mediva. I have Jordan Cobb of Yenis Descending. Hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, I'm so, I'm very, very hugely excited to speak to you. You've got so many amazing projects out as an actor, as a <laughs> writer, as all sorts happening. How is your world? How on earth do you balance it all right now? <laughs> oh, God, uh, that that is the question. And uh, I, I don't. <laughs> that's same, a lot of same that's a lot of the problem i don't balance it very well but i enjoy <laughs> all of it tremendously even as yes. i'm you know driving myself absolutely insane uh <sighs> with my poor poor time management skills <laughs> <laughs> i try so hard i'm sure like you i'm trying to fit everything in i was actually really enjoying i was editing a mediva episode today and i really enjoyed that but you know that's a luxurious time because it is that that time you have to everything stop for you could focus on one thing at a time which probably like you doesn't happen very often <laughs> oh yeah no not not at all i mean i you know work two different jobs and I'm mm. also going out and auditioning and being in plays and that kind of thing and I'm yes. recording other people's audio dramas mm. so I'm in that fun interesting place where I write my scripts on the train on my phone yeah. or uh when I'm sitting at my desk at work yes. uh, which I'm technically not supposed to do but I do it anyway <laughs> hasn't stopped me yet <laughs> oh she's very naughty that Jordan <laughs> whoops <laughs> I can't help it I love writing it's Gosh. so much fun <laughs> so talking of this come on when what's happening so next Technically speaking, the story of Giannis descending is done, <laughs> uh, but I am currently writing a four-part mini-series that kind of works as an epilogue and is kind mm. of working as a bridge to a full-on spin-off that I'm going to be working on later this year. But yeah, I'm, Exciting. See, I'm on part three of four with the first drafts. So yeah, and it's it's featuring a bunch of the characters from the prologue episode. So Axel oh. and Rory and all the Arc Juno characters. It's going to be fun. Yes. When are you perhaps going into production for, for that season? Let's see. So I'm hoping to finish all of the scripts by mid-March and then just jump immediately into casting. So somewhere in mid-March, early mm. April. And we're going to launch an Indiegogo campaign around the same time. <gasps> Great. Yeah. Oh, people, get your money in pockets and what's the word? Get your fangs? Fangs in your pockets, people. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even speak. It's because I'm overwhelmed with your awesome. I'm very excited to speak to you. <laughs> uh, so yes, that's exciting. So I hope people jump on that campaign because that enables you to pay your actors and your technicians and you and and hopefully, you know, help with publicity and all the other costs of hosting and stuff. So yeah, please, people, jump yeah. on <laughs> if you see it, I'm sure. Will will definitely help spread the links from Mediva Podcast anyway. So you're a person of many hats, yes. So you, you just mentioned you do plays as well. We know you principally as uh, obviously the writer and producer of Yanis currently, but also many characters. Who, who who have you been playing lately that people will, will recognise? I'm sure they know already, but just in case oh, they Oh, yeah, don't, okay. What are your fave roles come on let's see my first project was here be dragons and i played harper bennett and dr atlas on that show and that's kind of what got me yes. started in the world of audio drama very female-led show as well which is grand oh yeah that one that one is so <laughs> much fun to write and work on um, <laughs> i i play gracie hart on mythos mm -hmm. and i play carrie bird on uh 1994 uh with the fabulous miss sarah golding <laughs> yay team 1994 <gasps> oh man yeah. i love that show uh, yeah no that's so fun i was speaking to thoreau oh were you oh last week i love and, him uh, he's He's yes. incredible. And I think that might have been the first genius. show I actually auditioned for. That wasn't something that I wrote. But yeah, I think that might have been one of the first ones at least. Oh, really? 
the, the extra open door that's leading to so yeah, many thanks others. for that Thoreau, <laughs> by the way very much appreciate it <laughs> no I, I do feel he's a bit of an unsung hero as far as audio drama I think more people need to to sing his praises from the heavens but yeah no uh, so you you as uh, an actor you you work locally as well in in uh, in America New York don't you to do do various things have you appearing anything on the stage in the next couple of months as well I um, currently, I mean, I'm going to do a piece at a gala uh, later on this weekend, and then I'm also mm-hmm. doing a a series of readings. It, it's actually kind of interesting. It's a pairing of Shakespeare pieces to famous civil rights speeches mm-hmm. from the, the African-American civil rights movement, oh. uh, and just seeing how injustice has been portrayed and spoken about throughout history. Uh, Those are my two big things that I'm doing kind of Mm. on a stage. Uh, I'm doing the simple cast panel on world building, Mm. although that'll have passed quite by the time that this comes out. (laughs) Yes, sadly. (laughs) It's fine. We're we're just speaking from the the far distant past and pretending that we're in the future. That's that's totally how this works, right? We're time-traveling voice actresses. Uh, We we have all the powers. (laughs) Oh, okay. When's someone making that as an audio drama, though? Time-traveling voice actors? Come on. I want to be in that one, man. Okay, yes. There's so much gold there. (laughs) Right. That's the title. So much gold. Let's write it together (laughs) quick. <laughs> but no, I, I I don't know about you, but I have ideas all the time and I'm I throw them at various friends, poor Fiona Thrale and Robert Cudmore especially and Kessie Rolinicky <laughs> get all my ideas and I, I was the other day I had them trapped in Facebook Messenger. That's another thing that could be a, a podcast, I think. Where where I was giving them my plot for a locked room mystery season that I'm writing at the minute and not trying to get them to guess how the murder had happened and it was very exciting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is that thing of like I, I creative mind just cannot stop can it I mean I, I find it, it's because of a daily occurrence I'm never working on one thing there's always several things happening do you find it easier to kind of focus on one particular podcast kind of writing at a time or are you working on lots of things at once I mean I, I'm my brain is constantly constantly going Uh, so I'm always generating new ideas Mm -hmm. but I find that if I try to sit down and write multiple things at once none of them are ever going to get done Uh which which was a very hard lesson for me to learn because I want to write all the things all the time um I can act in multiple multiple projects at any given time Mm -hmm. it it purely is a matter a matter of, of figuring out how much time I have to sit down and record something. Uh But when it comes to writing, I try to balance it so that I'm writing one thing and then thinking about the next thing so that it's, you know, I have everything kind of set up in place. I'm currently talking about working on a couple of series with with Sarah Werner from Girl in Space. Oh, I'm talking to uh, Anthony from <gasps> Limbo in 2298 Great. about a pro- another project. So those will be fun. And I've probably already said too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Please don't kill me. Yeah, Not it's yet. <laughs> writing one thing at a time. But, you know, having many, many pots and pans on the stove just waiting in the mm. back burner for whenever this particular dish is finished Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, i like (laughs) (laughs) they just have a tendency to get lucky i think but hey i'm not gonna knock it (laughs) no no you're amazing so um i also wanted to just talk about obviously you're one of not enough female producers or folks who identify as female in the the audio drama community and obviously have also been able to do some hands-on directing so how how much input did you have as a director and producer to your your actual voice actors seeing as this is a a voice actor centric show yeah um so with uh with Giannis descending well I had every intention of being as hands-on as humanly possible Mm -hmm. but my actors got real excited and they all got ahead of me and before I could schedule a rehearsal, like half of them had sent me lines already. And I was like, oh, wow. great. Hire them all. How efficient. It was brilliant, though, because I mean, and the thing is, I have a tendency when I'm casting people, mm. when I'm wearing my director's hat and I'm casting, a lot of the times I know exactly what I'm looking for uh-huh. for the character. Mm. I, I I rarely have to search for that 
it factor that something mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense about the character, usually because I'm coming from it as as also the writer, that I know these characters like the back of my hand, and I'm looking for someone who just is that character. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, my all-time favorite story about casting anything yeah. was when I was casting for one of the roles in Giannis Descending. I got an audition from Jack Peavy House uh, uh, of The Forest oh, Guide, I love which, you. by the way, if you have not listened to Forest Guide, you really, really, really should. It's so good. Yes, the mum in it's that so is so good lovely, and it's so important. Even though she's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got Jack's audition in and at the end of it, he just sort of panicked and I'm not sure. And he just said, Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> and then there was this long pause. And he goes, love you, bye? Oh, my God. And I was like, that's that's Declan. That is that is who that character is uh, in his future iterations. And so I was like, boom, that's, that's exactly who he is. And I can work with that. Awesome. Um, so a lot of the times, I don't feel that I have to heavily direct my actors mm. Because I know that they understand the characters. Anthony and I had a bit of a back and forth just via email. I I didn't even really have to direct him Mm. at all. uh, Because he was already doing like 90% of the things that I wanted him to do. Most of my directions were, can you just go a little bit further with that? Because you've got it. Just go further. And he sent me all of his lines for the entire series in one go. I was the person who was like way super behind and having to like record things a couple of days beforehand and just like send them to Julia and hope for the best. <laughs> I see this naughty streak appearing again, you see. It's there. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah, I, I can be quite naughty. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then have you learned from as a voice actor, is there anyone specifically that you've worked with you feel has directed you beautifully or given you a new perspective on your characters at all? Oh, I'm currently working on a production called Among the Stars and Bones. Mm-hmm. And see, a lot of the projects that I do, I don't tend to get a lot of of direction from mm-hmm. the people who are building the shows. Yeah. Um, I can get like, you know, notes back on like a couple of things that they need me to, to do differently every now and then. But I, I don't tend to get heavy direction, mm-hmm. mostly because we don't have a lot of rehearsals in the traditional sense yes but but this project among the stars and bones chris mcgilton mcgilton i know i said that wrong and i'm so sorry chris but he is first of all an absolutely brilliant writer but Uh we will have rehearsal periods specifically for my character kathy and then another character celia who is the person that she is working with most of the time and those rehearsals always illuminate something really interesting and new and wonderful for me as I, as I keep delving deeper into this cool sci-fi mystery story. Your kind of role as producer, have you, do you think, naturally fallen into that role or have you had influences from elsewhere as it comes sort of as part of your writing producership? Oh man, I I fell into uh, directing and producing, uh, kicking and screaming. I I I, <laughs> I could hear you from here. Yeah, yes. I just I, I, I personally I I hated it when when I first started. I I I didn't want to direct Here Be Dragons, and so Christina was the director for Giannis Descending. I oh. didn't have as much of a choice. I have discovered uh-huh. that I'm really good at being a producer. Because I'm a natural fixer. Uh, Someone presents me with even the smallest problem Uh uh, and I automatically jump on it and I'm like, okay, like just give me like time and space and I've got it. You know, give me whatever resources that I need to fix the problem Mm -hmm, and the problem's mm -hmm. fixed and we're good. So I I can be a very good producer. It's just not a thing that I ever necessarily wanted to do. But I have learned a lot Mm -hmm. uh, about myself as a person as I learn how to produce Mm. and sort of business manage because business management is very much a a part of making your own audio drama and no one really tells you that. No, you're so right. I mean, it is logistical as well as uh, just sorting out so many different facets that you, unless you're doing it, perhaps haven't come across it before. So so what are the hardest things you had to to do would you say oh steepest uh, learning curves (laughs) steepest learning curves i mean there's so many (laughs) um 
one of the hardest lessons to learn is, you know, working with your friends can be a very difficult and sometimes uncomfortable thing to do right. if you're trying mm. to run things as a business. Patience. Patience, I think, is, <laughs> is a really, really big one because you're not going to just automatically see success. And that's a really, sure. really hard thing when you've poured your heart and your soul and everything that you've ever wanted into this project that you're working on and it doesn't immediately take off. You know, no one automatically yes. jumps to getting like 100,000 downloads. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, not for anybody. Uh, you can get there, but you have to mm -hmm. continually work and build and and it, yes. it's so constant upkeep. No one tells you about the yes. upkeep of making a podcast. I mean, like you, you, you make a Patreon and you're like, cool, do your thing and grow. That's that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> that is not how oh, it works. If only, if only you could have, oh, that's going to have three people every week are going to give you $20. Yay. <laughs> no, it doesn't work, does it? No, I I think that's so important as well, you know, as a as a voice actor also coming into producership. I think there there is so much to be said for presence and continual upkeep of your social media presence and everywhere and I was talking to a few people in the last week or two about this and you know it's finding your demographic as well and and who yes. who would love your thing who's gonna love it and and then tell other people who will love it to love it so yes it is, it is a key and horrible and hard and you sometimes feel like you are being spammy kind of kind of thing but you just want people to find you it's that findability of a show what what would you encourage folks to do as voice actors to uh, to be discovered? Audition. <laughs> I think that if you're if you want to be a voice actor specifically, then what you need to do is put yourself out there as yeah. as much as you as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Audition for everything. Audition for the roles that you're right for. Audition for the roles that you want to be right for. And and I, I say this with the caveat of, you know, I'll go for the most obvious one. If you are a white man, hmm. don't audition for a black woman role. No. Don't do that. Hmm. But, you know, if, if you wish that you could play the villain in something, or you really, really think that maybe this could be the one ingenue role that you could really pull off and it's against your type, <laughs> go for it. Mm -hmm. Because you never know when you're going to, like, click. That, that you could be, you could surprise someone, even yourself. Yes. So just keep auditioning and, and make your own things. Yes. Make your own things and make sure you're talking to people who are doing the kind of work that you want to be doing. Oh, 100%. I am a huge advocate of community, as I'm sure you know, and people talking to each other and people asking questions. And I feel that, uh, again, I'll say it 100 million times, that essentially most of the audio drama community and voice acting community are wonderful people who do want to lift others and aren't just all out for themselves, you know, um, so yeah. yeah, so do ask and do if you've got a query about an audition or or even if you want hit someone to hear. I would love to hear other people's auditions and and give them like positive feedback, you know, critical feedback on that if that's what you want. I, I'm I'm quite happy oh, yeah. to do that and have obviously done quite a fair share of auditioning myself and <laughs> and and to, had had immense fun because I did. So uh, long may that continue. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just really think that is the best advice just get on and do it go go for it <laughs> yeah there's there's never anything that's going to get in your way mm. more than you you know you are your number one obstacle and so mm. long as you get out of your own way yes a, 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 after that it's out of your hands yeah. but the best thing you can do is give yourself a fighting chance and mm. put yourself in a position for success <laughs> Secret bit, secret bit in the middle of the podcast. Hello, so that not everybody finds this by just listening to the beginning or the end. I just wanted to pop in to say I went to see Mandy.com, the people who are some of the coolest folks to be supporting actors in the industry on all different mediums. And because they're so lovely, they've offered Mediva listeners two months, two months free. free. Yeah, so it means you can apply for all the jobs there and hopefully crack on and get all the, the all of the perks. So to get that, when it asks you for any kind of prompt of code authorization wise or otherwise, type in pod offer. 
all one thing in capital letters, and you'll get two months free. How exciting is that? Good luck. Okay, back to the interview. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I, I actually did, I know you said don't apply for things that aren't you, but I have applied today for a couple of male roles because I feel they could be female. <laughs> So I oh, just no, definitely do that. Recorded it and pinged it off, and and maybe I'll get a snub or whatever. But I just still am on my high horse about the kind of gender casting and things is still so narrow-mindedly done. Sometimes I don't know if you feel yes. the same. Oh no, I completely agree. Yeah, no. Uh, what I what I should I should phrase that as if you are coming at an audition from a a level of privilege, mm-hmm. don't. Put yourself in a position where you could potentially be taking a job because whether you're doing this as a hobby or whether you're doing this as a career, every part in a script is a job. Mm. Don't ever put yourself in a position where you could be taking a job away from a person of less privilege. Uh, beautifully phrased, yes. That is that is the way that I think of yes. it. That, that people of color, people who are differently abled, people who, you know, do not necessarily have these opportunities mm. handed out to them that that we actively have to fight to be seen and be heard don't put yourself in a position where you could potentially be silencing them brilliant yeah so yep, yep. if you're a woman and you want to audition for a role that could potentially be a man absolutely go for it i did that and i got a i got a role out of doing that <laughs> yes. um Win. Yeah. Win, uh, win. Good. Yes. Likewise, I've I've managed to cajole a few folks in the past. So yes, I, I think be be astute in your own thoughts. You know, if it's a doctor, well, doctors can be ladies too. If it, You know, there's there's so many, so many mistakes, I think, that certain people... But I think a lot of it is unintentional in as much as if you have written something and you're going to produce it, you kind of have put so much weight behind some things that maybe this kind of detail of things might have escaped you at that point. So I'm not saying people beat yourself up about it and, you know, flagellate because you, you made uh, all the doctors men. But <laughs> but yeah, just have a little think, I think, in future about your, your potentials that uh, that could be open to all. Because I, I think exactly. diversity in audio drama is, is massive, really, isn't it? I think there's been some really wonderful pushes to just raise awareness of various communities that in the past are called minority communities and so on and so forth. But yeah, I, I think... The communication in audio drama as a community is is really positive and forward thinking in the most part. And I would love to see more representation across things similarly to what you were just saying. I I have spoken to Lucy Valentine as well about this. So uh, there will be uh, very hopefully educational, but also informally interesting chat to to Lucy about issues around gender in, in, in casting as well. But yeah, what can we do, do you think, to make the audio drama community that bit more I don't know uh, well that bit better really at at opening the doors to to more types of representation across the board yeah because it is a really interesting thing where we we are doing more work towards being a more inclusive community than a lot of mediums that we currently have that currently exist but we are not there yet mm. And, and as diverse as we can be, podcasting is still a very, very white man medium. And I think what we can do better, uh-huh. if you're writing a piece, take a look at the script and see how many women you've written. How many people of color have you written? Because I, I think that we're really, really good at including parts of the LGBT community but not all of them. Mm. Uh, we, we're missing a lot of the non-neurotypical people mm. who exist in our world. We are missing trans people. We kind of get a little bit of, of bisexuality in there occasionally, but not, not nearly mm. as much as we could. We're, we're missing uh, disabled people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think what we need to do on every level is set a foundation that that door is always open and you have to say that the door is open it's not enough to have the door open you have to say that the door is open yes you have to invite people actively go out into the communities find them invite them in and then don't just immediately kill them off Mm -hmm. um (laughs) which is which is a problem i personally am currently running into with uh with the particular strain of 
you know, I'm writing a horror story. Everybody is gonna yeah. die. <laughs> you spoilt it now. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter how diverse you are. You're not safe in my script. Sorry. <laughs> Even the writer dies at the end. You're yeah. safe in my world, but not in my script. <laughs> but but it's it's a matter of if you're writing a piece, write it. Write the world that you live in. Yeah. If you're auditioning for pieces look at the roles that you're auditioning at look at the roles you could be auditioning for and and then also look at the roles that you shouldn't audition for mm. and and and, mm. and do what you can to promote those particular roles because you might not be able to take a part but you might know someone who could or yes. you might not know them but if you promote it on your twitter feed yes someone else will see it huge importance this is why i've started the at audio auditions thing as well to to hopefully get more visibility in, in one place for for audio drama specific auditions mainly um but yes that is and it doesn't take what 10 seconds to do that to to like something and retweet it you don't even have to say anything but you know uh, i totally agree and i i try and do that as much as possible if i see some fun things I'll, I'll ping it out across all my different networks. So I think that's wonderful. Yes, let's do more of that, please. Promoting other people's everything and making sure, as you you said so beautifully, we keep that door open and, and invite people in. I love that. Yeah, and I, and I think it's more on the part of people who are writing, directing and producing mm. that we need to be the kinds of people who actively go out into the community. And if you're listening to all of this and thinking that it's, oh, that's a lot of work, that's that's going to take so much time. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's important that you actually take that time. Yeah. Because, you know, for example, I'm not, I'm not great at it, what? but I'm still making an effort. Mm. I, I looked at, at Giannis Descending. Giannis Descending, uh, unless you include the prologues, huh. which not everybody does, but unless you include the prologues, doesn't pass the the Bechdel test. Right. Uh, uh, for those of you who who are wondering, the the Bechdel test is this test that essentially, if you look at any piece of, I think it's mostly for film, but you can look at it with anything. Mm. Uh, and the baseline is you just have to have two women who talk to each other about anything that is not a man. Yes, <laughs> just one conversation that is not about a man. Giannis Descending does not pass the Bechdel test uh, for obvious reasons. There. Mm. Are <laughs> two characters and one of them is a dude but still and there's like very little conversation but but still I, and I, I looked at the wider world of Giannis descending and it's very white uh-huh. very very white um and, and, and as I'm moving into working on descendants I'm looking at okay they might be there might be a lot of white people but there is there can be diversity within whiteness. You you can be white and diverse. And then also opening the door to, to inviting other humans into this world. Yes. Because the world we live in is very colorful and, and very different. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. It is the hill I will die on. But <laughs> God, you need to make worlds that look like the world you live in. Mm. Because when you're creating a story... In some sense, you are creating your ideal world. Right. You're creating your ideal world. And what does it mean? What does it say when the worlds we're, we're creating are only about men or are only about white people or only have one, one token person of color or yeah. don't include all members of the LGBT community, don't include neurodiverse people, don't include people with, with other forms of disability? What does that say about us? Sure. No, what does that say about our ideal worlds? Mm. We have to do better. And this is it. And it's a lens that other people will view the world as a whole through as well. So by utilising all of the things that you've just said and, and putting those things in, then other people will have their awareness raised of the colourful nature of this beautiful world and hopefully put those elements within their pieces too. And so, yeah, it is something that, you know... Is... Yes, because it, it all builds yeah. on each other. Yeah. Every, t every time you pick up a, a book or watch a movie, that, that piece of art is influencing your own work. Yes. And, and your art will influence other people's works. Yes. We build off of one another. Sure. So we have to build 
kinder, more colourful world. Absolutely. No, I, I hugely agree on that. I mean, just to, to also think about folks who, you know, find it very difficult to, maybe their world is just white dudes. <laughs> maybe maybe they haven't had much experience of people with various disabilities. You can get folks involved who have got that experience and you know there are what's the phrase for the people who they they they're specific reader types i've suddenly forgotten oh it. sensitivity readers Thank you. yeah no i'm hiring like yes eight thousand sensitivity <laughs> readers for descendants yes because i am writing way outside of of my personal life experience mm-hmm. i you know i'm i'm a, a black bisexual woman in my 20s uh-huh. i don't know a lot of things about the world <laughs> And I can write from many different perspectives. Mm-hmm. But in order to do a faithful representation, yeah, no, get other people involved in, in working on your scripts. Yes. Uh, and, and see, sensitivity readers, I feel, are incredibly helpful for faithfully portraying characters. They, mm-hmm. they don't have to change your story. Mm-hmm. That it's not that you're, you know, giving up control or whatever because i know people freak out about yes. having other people touch their Good script point. yes i i understand that script is it's my baby and i don't want a lot of people touching it <laughs> but also if we're going to build worlds based on things that we don't have any experience with we have to make sure that we're building those worlds in ways that don't already hurt the communities that that they are representing mm. that like i'm i am so sick and tired of, of seeing you know represent of, of black people as drug, drug addicts and thugs. Right. Because Th- it's a part of the world and it's, mm. it's real, but it's a harmful stereotype that gets people killed. Sure, sure, sure. And, and the more that we can do, hire sensitivity readers mm. to, to make sure that you're not continuing potentially harmful stereotypes yes. or, or just false portrayals yes you know no absolutely i mean i i've um i've approached uh, uh, a few folks to 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 look at a couple of different things that i've been writing uh mainly or to also bizarrely get a male perspective and uh, i i find it's interesting as well about how like it's like my house i don't get a cleaner because i would have to <laughs> clean before my cleaner comes yep <laughs> Right, so it's like the, the the script thing. I I I've I've got these folks ready, like to hand the script over, but I, I'm still tidying it up, and I'm thinking, God, am I ever going to be able to be in a position to actually hand it over? Because I still, I don't know, I feel a bit weird about sharing that. But I mean, but, it, so, yes, but at least you're working that, towards that. it, and that's incredibly important. Mm. And the, the fact that you're thinking about it at all is a really great mm. first step, because a lot of people just put it out into the world. They don't necessarily think about it and that's not the worst thing because you know we're at a point and i really hate to say it but we're at a point where any form of diversity is worth celebrating but that Uh careful Mm -hmm. diversity is really what we should be aiming for thoughtful diversity is really what we should be aiming for that that we're Mm -hmm. not just Mm -hmm. going like i have a splash of red and a splash of blue and a splash of yellow and a splash of orange and we're good it's okay i have these shades of red and these few sprinkles of green and that kind of thing that we can see all all the gradients and the colors of it yes i think that's beautifully and visually put (laughs) Um, (laughs) so i want to sort of sidestep into taking care of you as a creative because i think all of that that's a lot. That's a lot going on in your mind to to, it is. <laughs> to cope with and put in when really you were perhaps just happily jogging along doing your own little linear story of whatever it is or <laughs> Brechtian style something. But then you're pouring on all these very important facets to you that, that, you know, hopefully will make a difference to your listeners and who will want to listen and who will want to get involved. How on earth do sort of mentally you unwind or relax yourself from all these extra layers of stuff (laughs) so specifically lately for the past month now that i'm looking at my calendar and realizing that it's the end of february oh my god (laughs) how is that possible (laughs) it's It's so appalling (laughs) Um, specifically i uh when i get completely overwhelmed by all of the things that i have decided to take on uh, I will build a blanket nest on the couch 
and I will eat a huge <laughs> bowl of pasta and pour myself a generous glass of wine. Yum. Or just get a big bag of marshmallows and I'll watch mm-hmm. dinosaur documentaries on YouTube. That's my personal way of unwinding. <laughs> I just curl up with a bag of marshmallows under a massive quilt and I watch dinosaur documentaries. That's beautiful. <laughs> I know a lot of them. So if you would like some recommendations, well. I have too many. <laughs> And they're all bad, but I love them so much. But, uh, yeah, and, and in in smaller doses, know when to take a step back. Mm. Know when, like, as much as you want to keep writing, if it's two in the morning and you have work the next day, yeah. go to sleep. <laughs> you don't want to be that person because I have been that person and no one enjoys it. I, I need you to... <laughs> I need to have you on repeat saying that an alarm going off on my on my iPad or whatever saying that at two AM. <laughs> oh sleep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to know four o'clock you. <laughs> yeah, no, please, please go to sleep. Yeah, no, you, you gotta go to sleep. Mm, yeah, it explains it. My my beauty isn't particularly prevalent, I think that's why. <laughs> <laughs> no not enough beauty sleep. But yeah, rest is important and turning off and not doing stuff to do with your stuff is also important. Yeah, and you know, yes, go go watch a movie or, or read a book, spend time with your friends, do things mm. that aren't being buried in audio drama all the time. Yes. Because it's exhausting. There's so much content in the world. Mm. Uh, uh, like, audio drama aside, there's so much content in the world. And if you try to just do it all, mm. just bury yourself in completely in one medium, you're going to get crushed. There's, there's simply no way. You cannot listen to every audio drama that's ever been made, no matter how many of your friends are in it. Like, I, I'm sorry. I haven't listened to most of the things <laughs> that my friends have made, despite the fact that I love them. But I'm never going to get through all of Julia Shafini's canon. <laughs> that's Julia Shafini alone. Like, God bless her. The woman is a goddess. She is. And I don't know how she has so much time to do all of the things, and I'm never going to finish her canon. No. James Oliva? Forget uh. about it. Forget about it. It's not happening. I think they're the same person. I think, you know, like flipping heads. I think James is one side and Julia's the other. See, I've been in the, I've been in the same but, room uh, with both of them, gone. so... I know okay. that they're not, but also they very well could be. I wouldn't be at all surprised. I I know that I've stood in front of both of them at the same time, but aren't they the same person, though? Aren't they? Not <laughs> <laughs> double vision happening. No, that's that. That's uh, that. That should happen actually. Julia and James being the same person, same sides of someone. Someone write that. I'm sure it's in an audio drama somewhere, and we just haven't found it yet. Because <laughs> again, who's going to get through <laughs> that? Had time to listen. I, I get really surprised when yeah, people yeah, say yeah, they've absolutely. listened to more than one thing that I'm in. I'm like, really? There's yeah. there's so many options, though. <laughs> yes, my husband gave up years ago. I mean, you. I can't. I couldn't get through your canon, Sarah. You have so much that you oh, do man, all I'm the slowing time. Down, slowing down all now. the time. Okay. I'm being more picky these days. But yeah, I, I know. I love it so. I do love it. But yeah, no, self care is key, though, isn't it? To actually being able to replenish and get back in there because it is incessant. And as you've already mentioned, with regards to publicising a show, you would do a lot of publicity. But also, as a voice actor, I think presence is is key. And I I've seen sort of new people coming onto the scene in the last sort of six months who are being absolutely lovely and and folks who you know as a as a current developing producer I would love to involve in my shows because I can see them being proactive and supportive and hearing them popping up in in different bits and pieces so it is about keeping that presence but also the balance of of time for you and your family and just time to stop <laughs> um, yeah and and it it also really really helps to have people within the community that you can talk to Uh, i will put it out there now i am i you might not even know me but i am always available to talk if you need someone to just talk through the issues that will will come up Mm. when you are working as a podcaster in in, on any side of the table or or microphone or whatever whether you're Mm. editing you're gonna run into issues if you're recording you're gonna run into issues if you're just directing if you're writing problems pop up and it really helps to know that there are people who have been through it and think about these things and can help you 
Mm. That, I mean, like, I wouldn't be doing this if not for, for Anthony. Right. Or Sarah uh, mm. uh, from, from Girl in Space and then 2298. Uh, I, I wouldn't be doing this right. if, if I didn't have support from people like that. Uh, Sean Howard, oh, you know, yes. it's, it's been Wonderful. tremendously helpful. Mm-hmm. Robert from Tunnels, you have mm-hmm. to have an existing support system within the community. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, if you want to continue this and stay at it, uh, like you were saying, Sarah, I mean, be loud. Mm-hmm. Be loud within the community and, and talk whenever issues or or celebrations, yes. whenever something is happening, talk about it and yeah. talk to other people because that's how you build a network, yes. how you make friends. And if you stick with it, because it's not going to be rewarding unless you make it rewarding. Oh, gosh. It, it's very, very hard to keep up with everything that it takes to be visible, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Like, visible in any medium, but especially in podcasting because we cannot see each other. Mm. Yes. We cannot see each other. Literally. Social media is the closest that we come. <laughs> yeah, literally. We can't see each other. <laughs> and so to be visible, you have to be loud. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not saying shout into your microphone, though I have <laughs> shouted into my microphone many a time and will do so many times more. But you, you have to be loud and make your presence know, known because we can't see you if if we can't hear you. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, and yours is a beautifully positive presence. I think uh, you do quite a few sporadic audio fiction love posts where you're bigging up various folks or events or, or shows or things that you're just thinking about. And I think that's wonderful. And I love seeing when you, you pop up with bits and pieces and the, the kind of wave and tidal wave of reactions and then extra love that then gets pinged out into the universe kind of makes makes everything better, I find. Yeah. <laughs> this crazy and I, I, I do that deliberately because, you know, there are as many times as people reach out and and spread love in the community i i also hear all of these voices of people who who are saying that they are not being seen that they are not being heard right. and it's it's devastating to me personally mm-hmm. it's absolutely devastating and so i want to be able to be i know that people can see me uh-huh. and so the more that i can do because i am visible yeah. the the better i can potentially make the community yeah. For the people who aren't being seen and aren't being heard, that that I am in a position to open doors yeah. and and give a hand up, and and you know so are you, and yeah. and you're doing that with this particular platform sure. of yours, and and also the audio drama um, audition site that you run, mm-hmm. and and the the more that people are doing that, the more that we give hands up and help, the the better built the community will be, and then the more yes. visible we all become. Yes. And and the more voices will be heard. Oh, for sure. And that's the most important thing to me. Yeah. Is t- well, one telling really good f- stories. <laughs> and th- and then second, making sure that other people can tell those stories that their voices are heard. Cuz cuz mm. every time you speak, mm. someone's going to hear you. Yeah. Yeah. And we just have to make sure that as many people as possible hear you cuz that's what we're all here for, you know? That's why we do this. We, nobody speaks into a microphone expecting no one's going to hear me. Uh-huh. A microphone is a tool specifically so you can be heard. Yes. I, I think uh, you need to be audio drama president. That's, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I vote you. Uh, um, <laughs> yes. Now now announcing my uh, my candidacy for, for 2020 <laughs> audio drama presidency. Oh, God. What a... What a weird and poorly run system that would be. I, uh, I can't even run my own life. I can't remember to get groceries. Well, I can, I'm can just I loud. A, I'll be your so- <laughs> social secretary. We can organize some lovely parties. Uh, there we go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, talking about you know, voices and things, what is missing then, do you feel, currently from the audio drama community? And we've touched on some things, but what, what other essential things do you think, either genre-wise or style-wise or show-wise or folks-wise, are missing? Oh, I would love to hear people taking more weird and wild chances. Mm. You know, because we haven't figured out what this medium is yet. (laughs) And I love it when people experiment with form. 
where you know Anthony is working on microfiction that that yes. the episodes are getting shorter and shorter. He started at seven minutes. Great and terrible, his newest show, three minutes per episode. It's a three, I three. It's five. It's three. It's okay. absurd, <laughs> but he's making it work, and it's good. It's Nothing. so yeah. good. We love you, Anthony. James Oliva is is working on on what's the frequency yes. with with Alexander Danner. Yes. Superb. That is some of the weirdest and wildest I've ever heard in my entire life. And it works. I think that is like a little hole into James's brain. I think that's what's inside. Oh my God, yeah, that's no, that's, that's such an alarming <laughs> mental image. And I just want I just want to fly to LA and just give him a hug Drill. and be like, what, what, are you okay, buddy? <laughs> what's in there? Buddy, I love you. Do you need, do you need some, uh, some hugs? Let's all take a moment to send James a little hug right now. Oh, Everyone yes. just send, ready? Just After three, one, one two, two, three. Hug. <laughs> Uh, we love you, James. Uh, yes, but James. yeah, um, I want to hear more people taking chances, and I want to hear more people telling their story. Mm. You know, I, I want to hear, I want to hear stories that are are surprising and new and personal. Um, I I always find that the only limit to uh, to an audio drama is your own imagination. Um. Once you've, and that's not saying that there is not a a barrier to entry because, you know, microphones are expensive and I don't, I still don't know how to actually work Audacity. (laughs) You know, there's a barrier to entrance, but when you're creating any new work in any medium, uh, the, the limits are your imagination. And because we have not figured out what the form is, there, there's very little that you can't do. And I want to see people just have fun and, and play a little bit more. Yes, play. It's my it's, favorite word. Because it's, it's good. Yes, it's so play. good. Yes. And then take chances because there's always going to be someone out there who picks up on what you're doing and loves it. Yes. Like, don't be scared to do something that's a little darker than you normally go. Uh, mm. I went very dark with Giannis Descending Ooh. and people seem <laughs> to apparently enjoy that. For yes. I, Y'all are a bunch of masochists out there but okay (laughs) that's the biggest thing people are creating all these new things and pouring their hearts into them i want to hear you put your heart into something and i know that it's absolutely terrifying to do trust me i I have been there and it hurts and it's (laughs) scary and and you you are terrified that that you might fail that no one's gonna like it but someone will somebody will because, you know, we tell stories to to reach people. There are so many reasons that we tell stories, but someone wants your story. I want your story. I do too. Whoever you are listening to this. That's at least two of us yearning yeah. to hear it. Come on. And we will tell all our friends and and then they can tell their friends. And then before you know it, loads of people want to hear. So, exactly. yes, get Get to it, people. Go. In fact, stop this podcast now and go and write it and and yes, just come go back forth, for the finale. Go forth and create, because <laughs> that's the wonder of podcasts. You can stop. Go it. forth and oh, go. What forth is it? Go forth and multiply. multiply. I refuse to have any more babies, ma'am. Two's fine. <laughs> oh God, no, no, you don't. I'm good. You don't have to do that. I, I pass the mantle to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, we're not there yet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we, anyway. we need a couple steps before that, namely spouse. Ah, is yes. helpful in that yes. particular. Ah, so there's an <laughs> opening for a spouse. We will. <laughs> we we need to hold auditions and uh, yes, the... <laughs> yes, we'll be holding auditions through the month of March. <laughs> <laughs> that Open casting call. <laughs> We'll get to it. Right, I'll I'll, I'll have to re- release this sooner. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Oh, God. Is, <laughs> I, I, I do worry if I ever did this podcast drunk with someone as fun as you, it could get into more trouble. Um, so <laughs> oh, my God. So much. To, no. <laughs> drunk Medieval. Maybe that's season four. Uh, <laughs> oh, I would pay so much money. I would pay so much money for that. Uh-huh. That'd be so funny. Oh, good I, I, I'm here for it. I'm ready okay. for season four. Let's go. <laughs> You're in episode one, right? Brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, I, as I, as I, I guess going to wrap up now. And so, what kind of shows would you recommend to folks who are perhaps are uh, need their audio drama cherry popped? <laughs> Ooh, um, 
absolutely anything by the Whisper Forge. Oh, um, so uh, my my take... personal favorites, yes. uh, Ars Paradoxica, yes. Star Tripper, which mm. I literally was crying in front of Julian Mundy talking about how much I love Star Tripper. It was the most embarrassing thing in the entire universe, but it's so good and it changed my whole life. Um, <laughs> I keep saying his name wrong. I keep calling him Piston Fexis, which is it's probably some rude thing that people do in, in some, some part of the world. <laughs> so I, I still can't remember it. I like that better though. That's so funny. <laughs> pew, pew, pistols, um, yeah, Caravan just came out. Yes. Unwell just yes. came out. It was really really good oh i heard um, that recently yeah tides i will always recommend tides oh. mm-hmm. um because i mean besides the fact that it's a, a brilliant brilliant show you mm. know jesse shushu and ayla taylor are two of the ayla, most yeah. supportive human beings you could ever possibly ask for mm. uh along the same mm. vein uh alba salix yes. uh yes. is is incredible and i and love that Sarah's in season two so why aren't you listening just <laughs> saying why why oh, just um, for a small bit yes no i love them they're a brilliant team and hugely supportive oh star called star called mm-hmm. it's so good oh, i don't know that one it's so mind-bogglingly good okay. oh my god it's like it's this epic epic saga of 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 this uh, space war uh, that's going on. Uh, it, I I can't even describe it properly because I'm just totally excited, excited about how I love good it. it is. Yes, okay, it's so good. Okay. All of the things that Anthony makes. <laughs> so twenty two ninety eight. Yes. Uh, great and terrible. Limbo. Uh, 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 Magic Kingdom. Yes. Kalila Stormfire's Economical Magic Services. Anything does, space. Yes. Anything Sarah oh, does. Yes. Station Blue. <laughs> Chad. Station Blue by Chad, Chad Ellis. Chad, 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 I think, is an unsung it's hero as well. such a hmm. brilliant, brilliant, heartbreaking, beautiful, beautiful story. It's raw, isn't it? It's so good. It's very raw, I find. And some of it yeah. was quite disturbing to listen to, I felt. Oh, God. Oh, God. I, I, I Even really, as me, I'm very different. For someone mm. who is writing horror mm. at the moment, I, I hate mm. horror. <laughs> I hate it. I'm such a baby. And I... I cry and mm. I get really scared, but oh, Station mm. Blue is worth it. Yes. Uh, the White Vault, I love also that. very scary. Oh, very the international cast, it. awesome. Um, on the lighter side of things, uh, Forest Guide. Yes, hooray! I, I love Forest Guide. It's so good and it's Jack. so important. And Jack PV House is amazing and adorable. Mm-hmm. I I've got a lot so of time adorable. for Jack. A lot of time for Jack, and uh, yeah, he's 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 doing beautifully well. And I hope people jump on and listen to his amazing his debut. You know, so it's hard. His first first project is always, I'm sure. Yeah, but it's so good. It's such a good piece, and it it really talks about intensely important issues of of you know expectation and what mm. you actually want to do with your life mm. you know yeah, because that's not something we talk about though, and yeah. i i love it when when fiction gets into the worlds of things that we can't say when we're yeah. doing realistic fiction that, that we yes. have to slip into the world of of science fiction of fantasy of, of all mm. these otherworldly places in order to talk about what's actually happening to yes. us as human beings how horrible family can be yes mm. and, so, and more but yeah no I, that's a brilliant brilliant list so if you haven't jumped on any of those rewind it rewind it you can rewind a podcast and, and write yeah. all of them down i'm sure my edge there oh dear i have so so much enjoyed talking to you and i'm absolutely certain anyone listening has had a marvelous time and uh yeah. I, I i really hope we can do this again at some point when perhaps your other projects are finished and you've got more yeah. amazing tales of of voice acting villainy and very naughty things that you've done uh, so <laughs> thank you so thank much you. for having me it's been uh, wonderful no, it's been awesome. And yes, good luck with everything that you're doing. I'm just very excited to see what comes out of your brain and your mouth and probably those are the only <laughs> oh, things. <God. laughs> I'll stop there with those two. Oh, yeah, the things coming out of my brain. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, well, happy creating, you wondrous lady. And I'll, I will hopefully, uh, yes, enjoy the fruits of your, your next adventures. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>